You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Fritz, Mike, and Tina, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. Listen live on the Mixler app and follow us on your favorite platform, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Radio.com. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Twitter at God Stories Radio. everybody to this edition of God Stories Radio. This is session 257 and I'm Fritz. Tonight we'll be concluding part three of Liberty Turnip Seeds Prophecy and Testimony. We appreciate you tuning in as uh, we're on vacation this week. We miss you. We love you and we're praying for you. So sit back and enjoy Liberty's part three conclusion of her testimony and prophecy. Moving forward from that, he had given me the word uh, dead, dry bones. This was another word. Mm-hmm. I think I skipped sandbags. Skip well, and he, sandbags. yeah, he had given me the word sandbags. And um, that one he actually gave me in April, um, April 22nd. I remember it because uh, I remember people getting people attacking me because I didn't. Why didn't you tell us this sooner? <laughs> and I I'm not trying to laugh, but I'm just saying. They said, why didn't, why didn't you release this word sooner? We, we would have liked to have known back in April. Yeah, really. Well, you only, yeah. You only did it uh, two weeks after Brace Yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and the Lord had told me it wasn't time to release it. When he gave me the word sandbags, um, he told me that, that people are not ready to hear that yet. They are not ready um, to actually hear what I'm saying and then begin to do what they need to do. He said, they're, they're not going to do it. They're not going to get their sandbags ready because we haven't gotten into the thick of it enough. So he, he just told me to sit on it and to wait. And so uh, he had me release it um, after the brace yourself word. He gave me the, the go ahead to release it. And basically with the sandbags word, um, I was in, a serious time of deep worship and he gave me a vision of sandbags. Well, that's totally random. So, you know, I knew he was telling me something because I would never normally have a vision of sandbags because that's totally off, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, okay, Lord. And I wrote it down and then I continued to worship. And then when I sat down with him uh, about a half hour later, I said, okay, God, I said, you know, why did you give me this vision of the sandbags? And he said, um, uh, you know, you told me to go to the story of Noah, um, but it was the one in the Gospels. And I can't remember exactly where the, where the passage was right now, but 
He told me to go to that where Jesus talks about as it was in the days of Noah. So I go to those verses. He tells me which ones to go to, what chapter, what verses. So I go to it and um, he says, a flood is coming. And I said, okay. And I said, and he said, and he had me read that. And then he said, as it was in the days of Noah. And he said, a flood is coming. And I said, I said, okay, what do we need to do? And he said, you guys need to get your sandbags ready. And I said, okay, you know, how do we do that? And so he, he, the whole word that I released sandbags is him telling us what we need to do to prepare our sandbags. And he said, people need to know that a flood is coming. And uh, I said, you know, when am I supposed to be releasing this? And he said, not now because people are not ready to hear it. But he said, I'm letting you know that a flood is coming and it's not necessarily water. Um, and the sandbags are just a prophetic picture. And if you watch the word that I released, uh, he, he lined it all out for me. He said, you know, you when you when you get your sandbags ready, you have to go buy the bags. You have to get the sand. You have to take, make the effort to fill them up. And you have to then put that preventative measure around your house if you're in a flood zone. And he said, everybody is in a flood zone. And everybody needs to get their sandbags ready. And, uh, and I said, okay. And I really felt like he said it was a flood of his glory. And as you know, uh, when his glory comes, it, it, it cleanses, it purifies, it pushes things out. You know, uh, it, it makes things holy that are not holy. And that's what his glory does. And he said, a flood of my glory is coming. And, you know, there's going to be side effects, of course, to his glory. Now, a lot of people might think that that's scary, but it's not a scary thing. It, it might not be easy in the moment, but it's a wonderful thing for his glory to come. And because if we're in a position where his glory can't come, we should be scared. If the church, if, if they can't, you know, carry the glory or it's not welcome in their building, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. The Lord should be able to reside where his people are. And so if it's a flood of glory, that really is what's going to be at work, his glory fire, basically, then, you know, um, the sandbags is his way of letting those that are truly serving him and him and uh, wanting to be led by the spirit and not wanting to interfere and wanting to allow him to do what he's doing uh, for the mighty revival that's coming. Um, you know, he, the sandbags is his way of letting them know that you need to prepare yourself, you know, because a flood is coming and that it doesn't mean, you know, that, Oh no, you know, we should be scared. Yes, we are going to be cleansed with it. But if we get our sandbags ready the way that he has told us to, then we're less likely to be as affected by the flood. And that's the point of sandbags are you put them around your house and it keeps the water from getting in when a flood comes. And so it's a preventative measure when you, you know, go through the effort of creating sandbags, you know, that you're, you're doing it as a form of protection. And, um, and I can't remember exactly everything I shared with that word, but I know that when I taught on it, you know, I basically talked about, you know, the importance of, what we have to be doing to prepare the sandbags and that it takes us putting an effort in. We have to actually do our part. The sandbags aren't going to make themselves. 
we actually have a, a role that we, you know, to play in what we're doing in the preparations. And if we're in to go back to this, if we're so busy trying to go back to normal and we're not accepting what God's doing, then we're not going to get ready. And he doesn't want us to, to miss out on the preparation. And the preparation is so key right now. I mean, he has been so dead serious about preparation. And that if, if we are prepared and we do what we need to do and we do what he's telling us, we will, you know, we will have what we need. Um, he will protect us. And as I said before, it doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect and we'll, we'll be completely unaffected. You know, of course not. Um, we just had a family in the church that just lost um, a loved one to COVID. Uh, an immediate family member and it was devastating on their family and this is the first church family that we've had that's lost someone to the virus and you know it breaks our heart that um that they're having to go through that and you know and and what's worse is that that person was in the hospital for two months fighting for his life on on a you know life support and nobody was allowed to go see him. And so he basically died alone and his family couldn't mm-hmm. even say goodbye to him. And so, you know, this is terrible. I mean, th- this is this is rough. You know what what we're all dealing with and what we're facing and what we might have to face. But we have to know that if we get prepared, the Lord will and we get our sandbags ready, which was basically the point of that word is that we have to accept that a flood is coming and we have to do what we need to do to get ready for that and not feel like it's a joke or that, you know, people are crazy that, you know, it's fine. You know, it's just the virus. It'll stop. And then we can all go back to normal. It's, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. That's the Lord is not at all saying that there is no going back to normal, but it's not a scary thing. It's a wonderful thing. Yes, it is. Um, the work that he's doing. You know, it's a wonderful time to be alive. And I've said that on several of my videos. What an amazing time. I mean, you know, we have people in the church, older people that have already passed away, but they were faithful believers. And they they couldn't wait for this these days, you know, to see God come and truly manifest his glory. And I'll tell you, um, it's a wonderful thing to get to be a part of this and know that we will most likely all of us that are most likely listening, hopefully you will be Mm -hmm. um, a part of the end time revival and get to see it in your, in your lifetime. And what an amazing thing, you know, it's not a scary thing. It's a wonderful thing. And, you know, I count it an honor to be alive right now. And it's an honor to, to, to see to see what God is saying, to hear what he's saying, to, you know, to be a part of the body of Christ right now. I just feel like it's it's just an honor. Mm-hmm. And that we are here for such a time as this. Yeah. I mean, man, I mean, you say that enough, you can just feel the glory. Mm-hmm. It's like such a time as this. How amazing, you know, how amazing. And, and you know, even like with Esther because I talk a little bit about that when I did my word at uh, such a time as this, but even Esther, you know, she had a lot of fear and she had stuff she had to do. She had to, she, she didn't eat for three days. 
Um, they called a fast. I mean, there was some serious preparation in her heart to do what she did. But such a time as this and, and amen that, that we're alive here to see it and to be a part of it. And ultimately we know that we will be his hands and feet because that's what we are on the earth is his hands and feet. And we're going to get to participate with him in the real manifested glory. Not that it hasn't already been real, you know, uh, God has manifested healing, deliverance, you know, miracles, signs, wonders, but everything is going to be taken to a whole nother level. And what an amazing time to be alive and, and to get to watch it. And, you know, our, our kids get to see it. Uh, they get to be raised in it. They get to be a part of it. And, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. And um, I'm, I'm so excited with what the Lord's doing. And, um, I don't know if you wanted me to continue to share with the other couple of words about, you know, getting your boat ready, but. Yeah, I think so. Um, um, to, to where, you know, when you were talking about prepare, I don't know if it was in sandbags or get your boat ready about what needs to be prepared to a certain extent physically. Yes. Yeah. Um, in sandbags, I did talk about um, storing food. Um, making sure you have some emergency food on hand. I believe I did talk about that and um, water and those kind of things. Um, just make sure that, that the sandbags, make sure that you're prepared. Um, that's a preventative measure. Uh, and so just like a sandbag prevents the water from coming in, if we're ready, it's going to prevent a lot of the pain that could come our way if we are if we are ready and we do what God has told us and and then I also allude to that in um in the get your boat ready was the next you know main word of the seasons of you know the the worldwide church as a whole but not necessarily about you know judgment on the church or cleansing or anything like that but just what we need to be doing to get ready and in the, in the vision, get your boat ready. And that word I released, the Lord basically said, you know, you already told everyone that they need to store food, that they need to have an emergency stuff set aside. They need to have a plan. They need to get ready. But then for get your boat ready is make sure that your structure is sound. Your finances are in order. And people probably think, what does that have to do you know, with anything? It has a lot to do with it. Um, God, God calls us to have, you know, our finances in order and everything else that is, you know, a godly virtue. And he was very clear with me that we need to make sure our structure is sound so that it can hold up to the waves and the flood that's coming. And it's going to be our choice to get ready so that we, we can get through it as painless as possible. And it's a preventative measure. And so it, you know, with the sandbags video, I had talked about how if, if you store emerge some emergency food, water, make sure you have extra medicines. You have, and you know, and someone had asked me about ammo. I was not going to talk about that. I'm not going to, you know, if you feel like God's telling you to make sure you have, you know, guns and ammo, that's between you and the Lord. But I will just tell you, you know, that I believe that, you know, everyone should be prepared to protect themselves whatever that looks like for you. And 
I think that we, we will be coming into seasons where not everybody's going to be unsafe, but, you know, things could get a little unsafe. And we've already seen that with the riots right. and the protesting. It's people have died innocently for no reason. And so the thought that we might not need to protect ourselves, I think we need to make sure we realize we, we probably will need to protect ourselves um, or at least be ready to. And if, and if we never need it, great, you know, um, amen. But we, I, I believe that, that that's what the Lord has, has told me when I released the sandbags video and then get your boat ready was, you know, the same way Noah was told to stock up the boat, God told him to, to do this, 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 and this. And, and, and Noah did not argue with him. He obeyed and he got the boat ready so that he could survive out on the water for however long it was going to take. And the Lord is telling us the same thing. We have to get our boat ready. You know, the sandbags is the food, the preparation, the preventative measure so that we are preventing ourselves from going through a season where, you know, it's more painful than it needs to be. And, right. and, and there's more damage than there needs to be. And, you know, there are many of prophets, I will say, and I can very um, firmly say, have also released uh, their own prophetic, you know, symbolism or their own wordage that preparation is key right now. And it has been key over the last couple of months so that we are ready to go through this season and not be in want, not have to ration our food or feel like we, we don't have enough. Uh, there's no reason for us to go through that if we get ready. And I'm not saying that that's what's coming is food rationing, but I'm saying that, you know, we need to get our boat ready. We need to uh, prepare our sandbags by storing food. I don't mean stockpile, you know, going out and buying the whole store and, and taking it from everybody else. And I know someone had not on my video, but on another video had made a comment about that. Mm -hmm. And I disagree, you know, you, uh, and I, I think I said this in the get your boat ready word, uh, farmers will, will often stock up for the year because they get paid once a year when the harvest comes in. And so they go and shop at Costco or Sam's Club. They buy a year's worth of food because they get paid once a year. And I had a friend who's a farmer that that's how they did it. They shopped once a year. They filled their freezers. They filled their pantry and it lasted a year. And so what we're doing is the same thought process. And, and it doesn't mean we're taking food from anybody else. We're doing what God's told us to do. And, you know, the goal isn't, you know, to hurt anyone else or, you know, clear the store out. That's not our heart. No. But we do need to have emergency food set aside. And we do need to make sure that we stock up our boat um, and get it ready the way that, you know, the Lord has the same way he told Noah to do it. We have to do the same thing and be obedient and not question it. All right. You also alluded to in that uh, about uh, how to cook it and the length of time. Yes. Um, and get your boat ready. I, I released 150 days. Um, is that what you're referring to? No. How to the food that you're going to store up, you might have to cook it in a certain way. Yes, I had, um, I felt like the Lord, uh, had personally spoke to, to me that you need, that we need to be prepared to cook camping style, um, and not to rely on freezer food. Mm -hmm. And so with us, um, we have made a decision to not rely on freezer food and, 
you know, and, and, and just so you know, and I, and I believe I said this um, in, in the get your boat ready video, I'm not saying that there won't be electricity. What I'm saying is, is there's two ways you can look at it. Either there won't be any freezer food to buy, um, or, you know, there won't be a way to keep it frozen. And so it doesn't necessarily mean I'll, you know, oh, we're not going to have electricity. Uh, I'm not saying that. And, you know, the Lord just literally said to me, do not rely on freezer food. So basically, you know, don't don't believe that, you know, that's what you, where you're going to be able to stock up is freezer food and and have that, you know, fully available to you. You need to plan for non-perishables. And so and I felt like he highlighted to me 150 days um, that we're going to need to make sure we have supplies for 150 days, which is five months. And so, you know, that is what we have prepared, um, you know, by what the Lord had, had told us. And I've had many confirm and contact me through email, uh, literally saying that before they ever even saw my video, God had already told them five months and that, that, any of the prophetic words or prophecies I've released is just confirming what God had already told them. And I had uh, several get a hold of me and say that before I ever even released sandbags or get your boat ready, they already have um, six months worth of food set aside. Wow. And so, um, you know, and, and I think it's great that there's confirmations because I, I feel like God's telling everybody the same thing. And there's just not, you know, two crazy prophets out there just wanting to scare everybody. No, I think God is letting everybody know somewhere deep in their heart and their spirit to get ready and to be prepared, um, not because it's the end of the world, but because the season we're coming into, some stuff has to happen for God to do what he needs to do. It, and his work does not come easy. Cleansing doesn't come easy. And, you know, we have to just trust the process that, of what God's doing and we will get through. And the, literally the words that the Lord said to me was, you will live well. You will live well if you do what I'm telling you and you will have what you need. And you will be OK if you do what I'm telling you. And so, you know. We're, we're very clear and we've let our church know, um, they know, and, and they have all been preparing and, you know, and, and as I said, in the get your boat ready and sandbags, don't freak out. Don't, don't let anything lead you with fear. Let, let what leads you is the fear of the Lord. And when I say the fear of the Lord, that means that, that you you are heeding his word. That's the fear of the Lord. And you're heeding what he's trying to show the whole body of Christ right now. That, um, you know, this can be less painful if we just get ready and we get prepared. And it's no different than anything else that we get prepared for. And I think when I preached the message um, sandbags and I went into more detail uh, at our church, I basically told them. It, if you go in to have surgery done, there's pre-surgery prep that you're required to do. 
And when someone goes into surgery, they don't, when, when, when the doctor says, you know, you can't eat after this time, you have to fast, uh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you know, you, all these things we have to do for you to get ready. You don't look at your doctor and say, well, I just think you're nuts. Mm-hmm. I, I just think you're a fear monger and you're just crazy. You, no one would say that. They would get, they would do the pre-surgery prep. And so um, right now God's telling us to get ready that this is our prep time. And, you know, it's not about being afraid and it's not about, you know, acting all crazy and, and um, fearing and that kind of thing. It's literally exactly, you know, how I said it when I preached the word to the church. And that is, you know, anything that you have to get prepared for, whether it's surgery um, or running a race or having, you know, taking a big test, there is prep involved. And you don't do it out of fear. You do it because it's just what you're supposed to do to get ready. And that everyone has to shift their thinking from, oh, that's fear mongering. No, it's not. Only if you're choosing to be afraid. Right. And fear isn't what God wants people. He wants us to trust him and just get ready. And to understand that many things in life we have to prep for and prepping doesn't make us crazy. And so, you know, if prepping doesn't make us look afraid. No prepping means we're listening. We're smart. You know, it's called being, being wise. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have to have godly wisdom through this season and it is so imperative. And the Lord was so clear with me. He said, there's going to need to be a whole lot of Holy spirit wisdom mm-hmm. to navigate these seasons coming. And uh, because people need to hear what I'm saying and they need to get ready. And, uh, you know, I can name several other people that that the listeners will probably recognize their names, other prophets that have made it very clear. And they have even posted words about saving food and getting prepared. And so this is not just, you know, a small group of 10 people that are just being crazy out there, you know. Right. Um, that this is a whole, a, a huge portion of the body of Christ has already been hearing. And uh, I had a, a recent woman in our church come and say, after she watched the sandbags video, because she, she's a snowbird. So she was out of town and, but she watched the sandbags word. And she said, you know, uh, my husband, cause he, he's, a, they're both Christians. My husband has been telling me, he, I don't know why, but I think, I think we're supposed to save some food. And she said he kept saying that to her just randomly. I, I, th- I think we need to save some food. I, th- I think we need to have some emergency food saved up. Mm-hmm. I just keep feeling like that's what we need to do. And so when I released the sandbags word and she watched it from their other vacation home, uh, she told me that she, she said, well, I guess I'm getting my husband and we're going shopping. Yeah. And she said, uh, she said, honestly, I thought he was crazy. <laughs> That's what she said. So, you know, it, it, it does make you think that, you know, people are just being all, you know, fearful or whatever. And she goes, well, now I know my husband's not crazy and that he really meant what he was saying. He just did. He didn't even know why he was saying it. She said, he just mm-hmm. said, I think we need to get extra food. 
And uh, so needless to say, they went shopping and got emergency food. So, but, you know, the goal is not to freak people out, but I will tell you this, I am very firm on what I know that the Lord is saying, and I have no fear in releasing it. And I might get backlash, I might get persecuted or get attacked for doing it, but it comes with the territory. So did the prophets in the Bible. Well, you know. again, in Tif- Timothy, it says, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of yeah. love, power, and self-discipline. Yep. And the thing is, is, is I think a lot of people, you know, assume that um, you're not having a sound mind because they, they don't want to, they don't want to think about what it could be that you have to be prepared for, but we have to move beyond that. And we have to not direct our thoughts to what it could be because that's God's job. Mm-hmm. It, it's his work he's doing right now. Um, he's in charge and, and he's, he says enough nonsense. I've had enough and, and it's time. It's time to get to it. And, you know, we just have to know that he loves us and he's not going to leave us, you know, out here alone. If we do everything he's told us to do, that is our own protection is just obeying him. And, you know, we get, we will get our protection from that and just being obedient and accepting what he's doing on the earth right now and being okay with it and, and, and not wanting to fight it or let yourself go into turmoil. You know, you have, we have to be okay with, with what he's doing and what he wants to do. And, you know, that's the biggest thing in this season. I feel like, you know, for me and our family, it's just, you know, he's been very clear with us, you know, even though our church and our family gets to hear all this stuff that the Lord is telling me, they, they get to hear it first, usually, you know, none of them are scared. They're excited and they can't wait to be a part of everything that God's going to do and is doing. And we have to keep that heart about it because. Um, and, and I believe I said this, uh, I don't know which word it was that I released after the get your boat ready, but I had mentioned the boat has hit the water. Yeah. The boat has hit the water. And, uh, you know, when I preached, I preached all these messages on the Sundays I I will usually preach. So this week I will be, um, preaching on, uh, the boat has left the dock and going more into detail on that. But, um, you know, the thing is, is God never promised everything would be easy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things uh, in this world. And uh, Tina will attest to this. Giving birth is not easy. Mm. Uh, well, that's you know, true. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that are that are painful, but they're worth it. And. You know, it's the same thing, you know, is what the Lord is doing. And he literally corrected me one day. I was I was talking to him about just not being able to get back into the, to the school. It had already been, you know, almost three months. And I was like, okay, God, you know, we would really like to have live services again. Um, what are you doing? Um, you know, and, and then I, you know, was, you have other churches or you hear of other people that are, that are fighting a whole nother fight that I don't believe is God's will, you know? Uh, and, and, I don't, I believe that the Lord is saying that that is not what the point of right now is about work. This is a virus has hit the earth and it's not about trying to take the church's rights. 
Now, it doesn't mean someday it won't get there because of the world we live in. But for right now, um, you know, there was other things he needed us to be focusing on. And so I just said to him, you know, I said, you know, I know that this is not how you want us to be looking at things. You don't want us trying to fight for our right. That That's not the point of what you're doing. But what are we supposed to be doing with the fact that, you know, we cannot meet? And he said, um, literally, this is what he said to me. Do you think that you're better than the disciples? Whoa. And I said, no. <laughs> and he said, the disciples did not go around spending their time fighting for their right and complaining because they didn't have a building. He said, they went out in power, fire, and glory to the streets and they healed the sick and they did miracles and they went about doing good and they did not have a, a church building. They met in homes. And he said, do you really think, and does the church think that they're better than the disciples? And he said, you, the church, today's church is spoiled. And I, I don't think I ever released, I never released this word. Um, maybe, maybe I will, but you know, but, um, but he said, you know, it has been spoiled. This church has been spoiled. And he said, the disciples, they kept one thing on their mind. Their passion was to spread the gospel. Mm -hmm. And he said, they did it at all costs, even to death. And he said yes, that the church doesn't realize that they're no better than the originals. And, it, you know, we, we can't we have to live a life like we're the disciples. We have the same fire, the same passion, and we have to stay focused on what the true point of what we're doing is. And that is uh, you work with what God's given you and you spread the gospel. And in the, the disciples, they, they figured out how to do it, but they didn't do it by arguing and fighting and complaining with uh, the authorities or anyone else. They did it. They just solely followed the Holy Spirit fire. And even if they had to go to the streets, they went to the streets and that's how they did it. And, you know, he said the church nowadays, you know, we have to know that that we can't expect everything to be easy and that we're no better than the, the disciples. Yes, we may have more. You know, comforts available to us than what they, that, you know, than what they had. Um, but he said, we're no better than them. And, you know, if, if you guys come into a season where you're living like a disciple, a true disciple for a minute, you know, it's okay <laughs> because this is your call. This is the call of the Christian. And so is to spread the gospel and to do it at all costs, even if it brings jail or death and the disciples didn't care. They didn't care whether they were going to die or, or, or whatever they, they got whipped, they got beaten and um, yeah. And, you know, we're no better than them. And so with that in mind, I think, I think at this point we have it pretty easy <laughs> and uh, the church has to keep its focus. And, you know, that is that our hands and our heart are clean and right. And we're letting God do what he needs to do in us. Um, so that we can be ready to be his vessels to be used 
to bring in the harvest and focus on not trying to change him and what he's doing. And a lot of people have, have wanted to make it about that. And it's just not about that. You know, it's about getting ready, trusting him because we're in a whole other season. And um, ultimately we are no better than the disciples. You know, we just live in a different time, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, but yeah. And, and, you know, and when I released the word, the boat has hit the water, the Lord was letting me know the storm really had, isn't hitting yet because the waves are really small, but he said, you know, now it's time to watch and wait and um, continue to get ready and to get prepared but you need to be praying and you need to be, wait well and trust me, you know, as you're getting prepared. And, you know, I released that. And then I talked about that on a Sunday morning also. And then I actually, before I even preached that message, I had already received the word, the boat has left the dock, but he said it wasn't time yet that, you know, he told me to wait, of course, to release that. and. Um, he told me to actually do it on the 26th of August. So I was obedient to that. That's the date he gave me. And then that was the last word that I released was the boat has left the dock. And uh, he said, you know. That was, that was exactly two months after Brace Yourself. Yeah. Yep. So and, as you were starting to wind it up there. It, it, you know, in a nutshell, we need to be praying like we've never prayed before. Yes. Um, we need to obviously uh, prepare and get ready. Yeah. We need to uh, cleanse ourselves and get con- consecrate ourselves. Yes. Yep. And like you said, uh, wait and patience yeah and and trust is a huge thing absolutely you know um and letting god be god i mean that's the biggest thing that that i could say for everyone in this season especially if you're already a believer is let god be god and god is not man and we he doesn't think like us uh he is all powerful all wise And he knows the beginning from the end and we have to let him be who he is and do what he does and just trust it. And if he says, wait, watch, pray, we need to wait, watch and pray. And I've had many messages come in. People are asking me, how long do we have to wait? And, you know, I don't know how long we have to wait. I don't know when the next wave is going to come officially. It, It might be involved with the riots. And the escalation of those right now. Um, I don't know, you know, uh, the Lord hasn't chosen to given me the particulars of, you know, what each form it's going to take, mm-hmm. but he, you know, he has just let me know that, you know, I have called you during this season, not just to fast and pray for the body of Christ. And then I'm letting you know what I'm doing, but also to prepare you know, people for the seasons that are coming, how they can physically and spiritually get ready. 
And uh, so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything that he's told me to do and release what he's told me to release. And like you said, we have to pray like we've never prayed before. We have to watch and we have to be attentive. We have to pay attention to what's going on around us, Absolutely. you know, and I think I even said uh, on there, you know, and it can't be the media, you know, we all know we can't trust the media nope. fully. It's okay to know what the, what's happening in the news, but you can't, you can't rely on their take on it or their twist on it. We have to, you know, be ready to just really be watching and praying and listening in the Holy Spirit and not jump on bandwagons. And I think I might have said that um, in Get the Boat Ready, possibly, but we cannot be jumping on bandwagons. Uh, we can't get caught up in things that are just not his. He's not calling us to get caught up. We have to have one focus. And and that one focus has to be, like I said, first and foremost, let him be God. Don't question him to death. Hmm. Let him be the God of the universe because, you know, he is the God of the universe. And we have to let him do what he's going to do. And, uh, you know, we just obey and get ready and be prepared, you know, and, and trust that we're still going to be able to be a light and that it's not going to be like what some people think it's going to be like, as in the fear of, you know, I don't, I don't know what people come up with for the fear, but whatever their fear is that they don't have to live in that, you know, that they, they can trust whatever God's doing. and you know, his protection is on us if we do what he's told us to do. And, you know, his strength is available to us if we pray. And prayer is key right now. Serious prayer. Serious prayer. Yeah. Um, now, before we uh, close, there's something else I saw probably a few days ago that uh, I'm going to join you with on. Um, and it was the. Watchmen arise, fasting and prayer. Yes, yes. Spirit Move Ministries. We're going to end our Covenant Prayer Movement uh, Prayer Ministry. We're going to be doing a seven-day Daniel fast from the uh, September seventh through the fourteenth. And those are the exact dates that he gave me. I'm sure that there's going to be a reason for those dates. We don't know yet why, but he was very particular with me the seventh through the fourteenth. And uh, what that is, is a Daniel fast. And we will be, that's no meats, no sweets, no dairy, and no bread. Mm -hmm. I've done many of them. <laughs> yeah. And so, you, you know, you can, anyone that's listening, you can Google that. If you want to join in on the fasting and prayer, um, you can Google Daniel fast and it'll give you an idea of, of what you can eat and you can't eat because you can still eat. It's just, you're, you're not eating all the good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, everything that tastes good. Yeah, you're, you're eating fruits and vegetables and rice and beans and lentils and, you know. Nuts. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. And so, but you still get to eat. It's just, you know, not what necessarily everybody would choose. And so, but, and that's why it's a fast, you know. Right. And the most but, important thing is to pray as well yes. during it. Yeah. And we will be having, um, um, I will be uh, posting and putting out a flyer that's going to have the um, each day's subject of what we're going to be fasting and praying for. 
um, each of the seven days. And okay. so everyone can be watching for that. It'll be posted on the Covenant Prayer Movement Facebook page. And then I will probably talk about it in um, one of the next videos I release uh, or words I release before the seventh. So, um, you know, because each day we will pray about, you know, certain things. And so uh, we're excited. And um, also we're getting ready to do um, a mass baptism in L.A. Oh, yeah. We have people all over the world, of course, following the ministry. and. Uh, many have contacted us wanting to be baptized, and we have actually quite a large group in in California of people who are ready to take that next step. So uh, Spirit Move Ministries will be in L.A. at the end of September, and we are doing a um, huge beach baptism. So we're excited. And so. All right. Um we got to keep doing what we're called to do. So. That's right. That's right. So I'm going to, uh, I'll be with you on that uh, fast September 7th through the 14th. And awesome. uh, the listeners in GSR, GSR family, I hope you join us as well in joining Spirit Move Ministry in that fasting and prayer. Yes, that would be great. Well, Liberty, thank you very much. Um, you've, that was, uh, I couldn't have asked for any more for sure. It came out uh, yeah. what I was hoping to get to the GSR family so that they can at least have an idea what's going on and why. Yeah. So thank you yeah. very much. I'm very happy to be here and um, to share everything that, you know, I feel like the Lord is doing and saying right now. And, you know, exciting times ahead. Yes, they are. You know. All right. Well, that was wonderful. If you have any questions, drop us a line at GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And this and uh, will be posted tonight. If you want to go back and take a listen, we really appreciate it. If you want to be a guest on the show, that's GodStoriesRadioTina at gmail.com. And we thank you again, Liberty. Thank you so much. We know you're extremely busy and we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us tonight. Thank you. It was awesome to be here. And that wraps it up for session 257. We love and appreciate you all, GSR family. And we ask that you pray for us in return so that we can bring you relevant content and content that's going to bring you hope and encouragement through these trying times. Again, we love and appreciate you and we thank you for your prayers. And we hope that you have a fantastic week. God bless. 